Hey everyone, welcome to the Within Her Soul podcast. I'm Jordan. And I'm Sydney. And we are two Jesus-loving women who have a lot to say about living as Christians in this modern day world. We deep dive into tough to talk about topics that we know you're battling with. We expose all things relationships, soul care, sex, healing from your past, and more. We give practical advice in these areas, but also share comedic stories of our own lessons learned and normalize what being a Christian woman in today's society is really like. So buckle up, friend. It's going to get real, real quick. Welcome back to the Within Her Soul podcast. We're so glad that you are here with us today. Today may be kind of a shorter episode, but we honestly just wanted to talk, you know, all the things about reading the Bible and learning to love reading the Bible. And what do you do when you feel like you literally don't understand it? You feel like you're reading a different language. Like, how do you get to the point where you actually enjoy it and want to sit down and spend that time in the Bible? And so we're just going to, you know, give some practical tips on things that have helped us because Jordan and I have both been in that position in the past. Um, And I think God has really shown us some different things that have helped us to both crave that Bible time with him every day and to not want to miss that time. And even if you don't feel that way right now, you can eventually feel that way. So I'm excited to hop in. Yeah, for sure. And I definitely feel like my, and I hate even saying this, but my whole relationship with Christ was really only getting Bible scriptures and Bible stories at church on Sundays. You know, that's kind of where I started to get educated on the Bible, but I never Like I always joke about in some of our other episodes, how my Bible really did collect dust in a nightstand for so long. And like one of my deepest passions, even about this ministry and podcast would be that, you know, your Bibles wouldn't have dust on them anymore. Like that's really something that was, I was even really passionate about. And so I started reading my Bible more and I definitely started to enjoy it more when I felt like I really understood the foundation of it and the background. Um, of how the Bible started and what, you know, or not what, but who these people were, because I think it's really hard to understand a story without knowing the characters, you know? And so I actually did a Bible study by, um, Angie Smith and it was called seamless and it changed everything. I started learning about the 12 tribes and, um, you know, uh, whenever, you know, the Tower of Babylon and like how we got our languages today. And like, whenever I started realizing how much the Bible has shown us what, how like we live today, I was like, wow, okay, I really want to know more. And so this Bible study, like I said, it's called Seamless by Angie Smith. One of the best Bible studies I've done. And I encourage you if you are newer in your faith, or even just like, I've known Jesus for a long time, but I have no idea what the Bible is about. I have no idea what I'm reading when I read it. I don't know who these people are. I only know what a pastor has told me. Definitely get this Bible study because it's incredible. Um, And it definitely did help me enjoy my quiet time a little bit more. But then I would also suggest if you are reading the Bible and you're not really understanding, I would suggest getting the Message Bible. And the Message Bible is not necessarily, I wouldn't say it's something I would replace the written word with because it is written in a completely different way. It is a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Very simple. Simplified. Yeah. Simplified uh, version of the Bible. It makes it to where you feel like you're just reading a text message. I don't know how else to explain it, but... I always encourage people to, if they ever ask about what version of Bible to get, you know, my favorites, um, NIV, um, I've read 
the NLT version as well, but I like to keep the message Bible near. For instance, I was reading um, first Kings the other day and I was like, Lord, I have no idea what I just read. I was like, this made no sense to me. And I went into the message Bible and reread it and just took some notes and I didn't fully comprehend everything and that's okay, but it definitely did help. And so that would be my second tip. But then my last tip I'll give you too, is I just started a resource called a Bible in a year by Nikki Gumble, And we're Everything that we've talked about in this podcast will be linked, but it's so cool because it actually goes through a Psalm or Proverbs every day, and it does a New Testament and an Old Testament passage every single day, and then it adds commentary to it. And so this is actually helping me learn a little bit into the Old and New Testament at the same time, and going in and giving that commentary helps me understand the text whenever maybe I didn't understand it to begin with. So that one um, has definitely helped me too. But those are kind of some of my my tips, I would say, that have really helped me start to enjoy the Bible more was get a good foundation, get a good translation, a guide that kind of helps you get consistent with reading the Bible each day. I love that. Those are really good tips. I'm going to remember some of those things (laughs) personally. Um, But, you know, one thing that made reading the Bible just one thing that was just a game changer for me when it comes to reading the Bible is um, getting a journaling Bible and actually starting to like highlight and circle. And, you know, like what I'll typically do is something that stands out to me, I'll highlight it. And then, you know, if I have like a note to write about that passage, I'll write that in the columns on the side. And then I draw like an arrow and highlight what I wrote in the same color. And it makes your Bible really cute and pretty, and it just makes it fun and girly and I really enjoy it. And we actually have a free Bible color coding blueprint that Jordan and I wrote out and it goes like way into detail on exactly how we Bible journal. And that guide also explains like how you can highlight the books of the Bible according to theme and just stuff like that. And so it just kind of makes it more like fun. I hate to say that like (laughs) the Bible could be less fun, but like it it does make it more fun, especially if you're someone like me who gets distracted very easily. It really helps. Helps my Southern's coming out. It really helps me to like stay focused when I'm like writing and highlighting and circling and underlining. And so anyway, you can go to withinhersoul.co slash freebie and you can grab that Bible color coding blueprint. Of course it's free. So feel free to grab that and that should help you as well. But you know, I love doing that. And another thing that's really helped me to like start enjoying reading the Bible more is to not always feel like I have to read a whole chapter in a day or read X amount in a day. Like, you know, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. Like, I think Jordan, you're doing like the Bible reading in a year, right? Which is like multiple chapters a day. And I think that's great too. For me personally right now, like I've, you know, I've gone through seasons where I've done a chapter a day or whatever, but lately it's been more just like, Lord, whatever, like you want to show me that I need today. And yeah. So like, for instance, right now I'm reading through Proverbs and side by side, like as I'm reading that, I have these little books called the story of redemption. And it, um, is written by Christian, Christian Schmucker. Um, and basically they just break down like the different chapters of the Bible and how they relate to Jesus, like even like the whole old Testament and everything. And they actually shine a light on Jesus coming, you know, in the future. And so it's really cool. But what I've been doing is just kind of taking my time with it. Like some days I'll read an entire chapter of Proverbs. Some days I'll sit down and I'll spend most of my time praying. 
and, you know, and I'll read one scripture and I'm like, okay, that's all I needed for today. Lord, like I needed that, like, and that's it for today, you know? And sometimes I'll just sit there and I'll kind of pray over that one scripture over and over again. And I'll ask the Lord, like whatever the scripture is telling me. So for instance, like I have this scripture right in front of me, Psalm 28, seven, the Lord is my strength, my shield from every danger. I trust in him with all my heart. So say that I was reading my Bible and I came along that scripture and I was like, whoa, okay. Like I needed that Lord. Like I've been struggling with fear lately or something like that. Then I could sit there and just meditate on that one scripture and pray over it and say, you know, I thank you, Lord, that you are my strength. I thank you for reminding me that you are my strength in the moments that I doubt it or that I need that strength from you. Lord, I thank you that your word says you are my shield. God, remind me that you are my shield from every danger, that I have nothing to fear. And so when we say meditate on a scripture, that's kind of what you're doing is you're you're just like breaking it down and like speaking it into your soul, basically, and, and praying through it. You know, the scripture says, I trust in him with all my heart. Lord, thank you that this word says that I can trust in you with all my heart. And so I ask you to help me do that. And I thank you for it, you know? And so some days just that one scripture is enough, but yeah, same as Jordan. Like I will look in a different translation. I also love the NIV just for my personal Bibles. You know, if there's ever anything that I'm like, okay, what the heck did I just read? I have no idea what that means. I'll open up the version app on my phone and I'll pull up either like the message version or just really any other version. Sometimes I'll pull up multiple versions and see what they all say. So I can like really kind of grasp what it's talking about. <laughs> and then also just like not being afraid to ask like a wise friend, you know, or someone older than you who's been in their faith longer or whatever. It's okay to randomly text someone and be like, Hey, I know this is random, but like I was just reading Joshua four and I'm so confused by what they're talking about here. Like, do you know? You know, if you have someone in your life that you feel like really has a lot of knowledge, you know, in the word, and you can also even go like to YouTube, Jordan and I do this sometimes for um, some of our podcasts and stuff. Like we'll go to YouTube or we'll go to Google and we'll type in um, Joshua for meaning or, and I'm just making up Joshua for Joshua for interpretation, you know, whatever. So don't be afraid to like look up some resources and, and get some help when you need it. For sure. For sure. And I was going to actually add this too about highlighting and writing notes. There's something so special about writing these down because there's times where I'm reading my Bible and I like right now I am using a guide. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I just ask the Lord to, you know, speak to me and I open it up and I read and there's seasons like that. Sometimes you'll open read and sometimes you'll have a study or something like that. And either one is great. Um, truly. But I think even in our one of our last episodes, we did encourage you to just ask the Lord to speak to you because there is power when you ask the Lord to guide you in his word, he will lead you to scripture. It's phenomenal. It's amazing. So having that guidance is great, but it's also so nice when the Lord just gives you a scripture randomly for exactly the moment and time that you're living in. It is so comforting, but what I was going to say, it's so nice taking notes when you are reading scripture, even if you don't fully understand it, write what you do understand, because there's so many times where I'm going back in my Bible and I'm looking at the notes that I read, like that I writ that I wrote. And I'm like, whoa, I've like, I get this whole scripture now. I can tell that I didn't fully understand it whenever I first read it, whenever that was. And so it is, it's important to take notes because the Lord really does talk to you while you're reading. And sometimes we 
don't realize that some of our thoughts are actually his thoughts speaking to us. And so when you write that down, you can kind of see that translation from God, Holy Spirit to you through your words. And so I wanted to add that, but also we had some um, people in our DMs just kind of asking for these type of resources, which is really the whole reason why we wanted to create this podcast episode. And I wanted to share a playlist that I found. I don't know. Some people are like, I love listening to music um, or uh, worship while I read my Bible. I actually cannot listen to worship that has words. I'll start singing the songs. I'll start praising. And I'm not that God doesn't love that too, but when I'm reading, I need it to be no words. And so I love piano or, you know, very soft musical uh, or uh, instrumental type of music. And so I found this playlist. We've linked it in this description, but it's called Holy Spirit Rain. I will say it's very, very relaxing. So I would probably do this when you're listening to it in the morning when you've already rested, because if you do it at night, you'll probably fall asleep. Um, But it is so relaxing and there's like these undertones of worship in it. And so if you are uh, someone who listens to a lot of worship, you can kind of hear some of the songs that he's put in there and you're, you can just like feel the worship rather than singing it because the words aren't playing. And so it's really beautiful. So I wanted to add that in um, this episode as well. And then before we go into some tips for an enjoyable quiet time, I did just want to add this analogy in here because this is what's helped me get consistent with reading the Bible because I don't want you guys to feel like, cause I definitely felt this way that because I didn't read my Bible meant I wasn't this great Christian and I, I carried a lot of shame in it. And then I started reading my Bible because I was like, well, I want to be a good Christian. And it's like, that's really not the point. The Bible is a tool. It's a resource. It's a way for the Lord to help you. And I kind of tie this into like going to the gym and we get really hard on ourselves sometimes when we like missed a workout, but that doesn't mean you're not healthy. You know, it doesn't mean that you aren't, you know, still eating really well or drinking a gallon of water or talking positively over yourself or sleeping eight hours a night. Like you can still be healthy and miss a day at the gym. And so I also wanted to add this in, though, that at the gym, sometimes you might have this incredible two hour workout. And some other times you might go and sit in the sauna and do an ab circuit like you still went to the gym and you still worked out. And so the good thing about this is that. And with this analogy, whenever you at least just drive to the gym and go in, no matter what you do past those doors, you've now created a habit that you are a person who goes to the gym. And so the same thing with the Bible, if and like Sid said it so perfectly, like sometimes she just gets a verse. Sometimes it's just five words from the word that fills up her cup. And that's the same thing with the Bible. It's like if or same thing just in our daily time that we can literally sit down and open the Bible and get a whole chapter or we can get five words and it's still building consistency with you opening your word every day. And I think that's the importance of the Bible. It's the consistency of spending intimate time with God. And so sometimes I do feel like, and I'm saying this because I was this person, but I put so much pressure on myself to read the Bible because I thought it's what I was supposed to do rather than what I needed. It's not what we are supposed to do. It's like an actual tool to help you and to fulfill you and and to give you guidance. And we're going to go into some soul scriptures as well to go over why we should read the Bible. But I did. I just want to touch on that, that building consistency 
would be the first step. If you can just open it up and read a verse a day, you will build that consistency and make it a habit to where really you will see the effects of reading your word every day. Okay, so going into our three tips to have a more enjoyable quiet time. Um, the very first one being pray before and ask the Lord to guide you and help you understand. And Sid talks about this, and this is what she does before her quiet time, which is same thing as what I do, um, is whenever we ask the Lord to speak to us in our quiet time, it's really a heart posture. It's allowing distractions to flee. It's allowing you to stay focused and saying, Lord, this time is for you. Speak. I'm listening. And there's so much power in that. My pastor even says that every time before a sermon, like, Lord, we are your servants and we are listening. And it's because we're now offering that heart posture of saying, Lord, you have my attention. And then literally write down everything that the Lord brings to your mind in that moment. Keep a journal next to your Bible and just write. You And it might not even be biblical stuff that he's telling you. He might be giving you business ideas. He might be giving you areas of forgiveness you need to be giving to friends, family, coworkers. You know, he might be giving you areas in your life of conviction. I mean, quiet time isn't just education. It doesn't just who's Ruth and who's Esther and who's John and and what did this mean when this happened? Like it can really just be a communication between you and God, which is really what I believe is the best part of quiet time with the Lord. And so, yeah, definitely just pray, ask him to speak and write down everything that you hear. So the second thing that I would say is give yourself grace. You know, not every single time that you sit down and read your Bible, are you going to have this like life-changing encounter with the Lord? And I hate, <laughs> I hate to say that um, because I don't know. I mean, God can literally give us a life-changing encounter anytime that he wants to with him. But for me personally, at least, like I know that I tend to beat myself up when I go out, you know, on my back porch and I'm sitting with my coffee and I'm reading my Bible and I just feel kind of unfulfilled. Like, I don't feel like I'm really connecting with the Lord or having this, like, you know, this deep connection or this deep, like life-changing moment. I'll tend to beat myself up about that. And there's no reason to, because like, sometimes we're going to have those amazing, you know, huge aha moments and the times that we feel really close to the Lord in our Bible time. And then sometimes it's we're we are just reading it, but either way we're reading it and we're gaining the knowledge and God's going to use his living word because he says his word is living and breathing and alive and active. And so when we read it, it really does get down in our hearts and in our lives and it changes us regardless of whether or not we feel it in the moment. Yeah. And I really do believe too, that whenever we read something, it still goes into our, our heart and soul. Even if we don't even remember that we really even read it. I just believe in the power of reading the scripture. Even one time there there's power in you retaining that, even if you don't really understand what you read or don't feel like he was really close to you in that moment. I definitely see there's power in that. Our third tip is start in the gospels. And this is more of an opinionated tip because everyone might have a different place where they think you should start, whether that's, you know, Genesis and just reading straight from the very beginning or, you know, wherever else. But really um, with the gospels, it really is just going through Jesus, like Jesus's life and his, his work that he did and the miracles he did and teaching you about his disciples. And I just think it's an easier read and it gives you insight on just who Jesus was. And I just think it's a really simple place to start. If you are looking to be more active in the Bible and kind of start gaining that knowledge on who Jesus was. Yeah, absolutely. So Moving into our soul scriptures for today, 
um, just on, you know, why we should read the Bible and like what scripture actually says about how important it is. So Psalm 119, nine through 10 says, how can a young person stay on the path of purity by living according to your word? I seek you with all my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands. And to me, when I read that, I'm like, okay, well, like clearly you're telling me, Lord, that like I stay on the path of purity, which is the righteous path, walking with the Lord by living according to your word. And when I seek you with all my heart, I don't stray from your commands. Okay. But how will I know his word and his commands if I'm not reading it? You know, so I'm like, oh, I have to be reading his word in order to be able to do this. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because really that insight is on all four of these scriptures, by the way. And so like, even while Sid was explaining what she thought about it, like the very next scripture, which is one nineteen eleven, says, I have thought much about your words and stored them in my heart so that they would hold me back from sin. And it's the same thing. Like Sid said, we have to read the word to, to have them stored in our heart. Like, for us to be able to not sin and follow those commands and stay on the path of purity, we have to be able to know his word to even live by his word. Because if we don't know his word, we're living by the world's version of truth. And that can be for a different episode, but really it is. It's so important that we are reading his word so that we can know truth and know that our, our souls are being protected from the world. Yeah. And I mean, this is just a side note. But I feel like this is very relatable to what kind of what you were just saying, or at least the scripture. Mm-hmm. I think devotional books are great. Like I would love personally to write a devotional one day. I think they're an awesome supplement to the Bible, but they don't replace the Bible because someone actually explained it to me this way one time. She said, a devotional is what God spoke to someone else, which is wonderful. And we can absolutely learn from. But when I read scripture, I get to hear what God wants to speak to me. Mm -hmm. The devotional is someone else's interpretation, someone else's love letter, so to speak, from the Lord. And when I read the Bible, it is his love letter to me. So the next verse that we want to share is Psalm 119, 105, that says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And honestly, this just like, I have such a visual in my head when I read that. Because I think so often we wonder, God, what the heck are you doing in my life? What am I supposed to do in life? What path am I supposed to take? Well, he is the light to our path. He is the lamp to our, pe- our feet, and light to our path, which means he's going to show us the way. Yeah. So I absolutely love that verse. And then finally, we have Hebrews 4.12. It says, for the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Mm. So there's literally nothing more powerful than the word of God. And let me tell you, when the enemy tries to come at you with some lies and some stupid nonsense, you better shout that word back at him. Mm -hmm. I'm going to preach. Yeah. And you know, what's so interesting is we actually see Jesus do this in the wilderness when he's being tempted. He didn't just say, flee from me. He actually recited scripture back to Satan saying, no, actually the word says, and whenever we come back with that, there is so much authority in that where the enemy can no longer 
test you or come at you in those moments because you do know your word. And that's why it does say it's a two-edged sword. It's actually, the word is actually not just for our, I believe, spiritual realm. realm. Oh my goodness. We both got our Texan coming out or both of our Southern. 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 Texas girl. Yep. But it's not just for the physical realm. It's actually for the spiritual realm. Like the word is actually, I think, gains so much more authority in the spiritual realm. And so sometimes we're just like, Lord, help me with this job I'm struggling with or with this guy I'm struggling with. And yes, those are all physical things that were happening right now, but we don't take into consideration the spiritual warfare that's happening. And so it's so important to not only read your word, but start to pick scriptures out, write them on sticky notes, put them in your car, in your refrigerator, on your mirror, in the bathroom and meditate on them. Because whenever you are being attacked by the enemy, those scriptures will arise. I've had so many times where there's been scriptures that come out of my heart where I'm like, I have actually no idea where that's at, but I know it's his word and it's he, it's a shield for us. And so I love Hebrews 412. It's one of my favorites. Okay. So wrapping this up, we have a soul assignment and it's honestly really simple. It's read your Bible today. If you have not already read your Bible today, go grab your Bible, open it up. If you don't know where to start, if you don't know where it's at, get the U version app, if that's what you need to do. I think if you don't have a Bible, go grab one, like go buy one. But the Version app is amazing. But just read the Bible today and just start in Matthew if you don't know where to start or do what Sid said where she was saying, you know, pray before you open your word and say, Lord, speak to me and just open it and, you know, and just see where he leads you and write down what you feel like the Lord is telling you to do. And I just want to preface this one more time. You do not need five hours a day in your Bible to feel like it was a successful quiet time. Like even if it's just for five minutes, set a timer for five minutes, shut everyone out, go to your room, go in a closet, go outside on a patio, whatever you need to do, and just go read it for five minutes and try and do that. Not just today, but tomorrow and the next and the next and the next man, just even say for this week, I'm going to do this and see how your life is transformed. Um, it's incredible what happens to your peace, to anxiety, to fears, to relationships when you are in your word, even just five minutes a day. It makes a massive difference. All right. Well, thank y'all so much for being here today. We really hope that this feedback helped y'all and just really helps you to have a great, a great time with the Lord in the mornings with or at, at night, whenever you choose to do it <laughs> in your Bible. So I'll pray us out and we hope that you join us next week. Dear Lord, I want to pray over every woman who listens to this podcast. I pray that um, the woman under the sound of my voice right now would be encouraged by these things, that she would choose to make it a priority to spend time in her word and that she would see value in it, that she would see value in um, waking up early or, you know, rearranging her schedule just a little bit so that she can have a few minutes in your word every day, because it is alive and active. It's sharper than any two edged sword. And when she has your words hidden down inside of her, she is unstoppable. Um, and that's just a fact. And so, um, I just, I pray over the, again, the woman listening and that you just bless her and you bless her, her upcoming times with you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening in this week. Just for hanging out with us, we want to give you a free gift. Go to withinhersoul.co slash freebie to grab your free quiet time template. This will be your guide during your alone time with Jesus. You'll journal your highs and lows, record your prayers, and you'll be able to express how you feel the Lord is speaking to you every time you spend time with Him. 
It's extremely helpful if you're needing some guidance on how to find a quiet time routine that works for you. And before you go, make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't ever miss a new episode. You can also catch us at withinhersoul.co on Insta. We'd love for you to message us and let us know how we can pray for you. This is the Within Her Soul podcast. We can't wait to chat with you next week. See you then.